0: God is good, but that's what we're doing today. We're celebrating what God is doing in our lives. We're celebrating how God has touched our lives and how he's moving in our lives. And and guys, whether we realize it or not, that he's the best thing that ever happened to us. Uh, Lainey's getting baptized today, and I told her this is the best decision. Salvation is the best decision you've ever made. Now, as I'm looking around the church today, I'm seeing a lot of red, and I'm not sure that's the best decision you ever made. But, but I can't say a lot because uh, purple didn't do anything. So anyhow, I'll just keep my mouth shut today. But Father, we do come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that we can come out here today and celebrate who we are and who, you, Lord. Father, that you have taken us, Lord, and, and, and through your Son, Father, you have taken us and made us righteous so that we can be in a perfect relationship with you. Father, you don't hold on or hold back until uh, we're in heaven. Father, you release all of yourself to us now when we believe. And Lord, we thank you for that today. Father, I ask that we would grasp that as a people, that we would realize that, that how much that you want to move in our lives and that we would yield ourselves even more to you today. Father, that we would say, Lord, I'm really tight with you now, but, but Father, I want even more. And Father, that's my prayer today. Father, I want to know you even more than before. So today, Lord, we do celebrate our relationship with you. And Father, we thank you for keeping us close. We thank you for looking over us and for guiding and directing us every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. Our internet's been in and out today, and uh, so I've been pushed to my computer, and and now it's talking to my lap, our iPad, but it's too late. So uh, anyway, uh, the uh, let me get this taken care of here. And, but today's a little different style of service because we are thinking about and celebrating what God has done the last few months, and, and guys, we couldn't begin to... To, to thank God for all that he's done this last few months and, and where he's brought us from. I've been after you guys to to journal and I've been doing it enough uh, two to three years now. I'm starting into my third year and something that just blows my mind away is when I go out and feel today's out, I'll look at what I was dealing with one and two years ago and every time God has done something in that in my life. And it's never like, oh, uh, God didn't provide or God didn't come do, through. It is that I didn't, don't feel the way I did that day. If it was a bad day or something going on, God has handled it. And there may be some things that we're going through in life that we had not seen the answer to yet, but I know that God has the answer and continue to press into him, and you too will be celebrating. But today we're going to celebrate baptism And then we're going to also move into and and take up a Thanksgiving offering or what I'm calling it a joyous celebration offering at the end of the service here today. But but I want to start out today, our theme for 2023 is to remain in Jesus and, and to remain in him with all that we are. And God has called that to be our mission statement this year, to be our New Year's resolution, to press into him, remain in him, stay centered in him. But again, today, we're seeing that that starts at salvation. But we see that, that that salvation is more than just saying words. It's living out a life. It's living out who you are with God. And I want you to turn with me in Luke 18. 18. And I'm going to read that with you today. But Luke 18 uh, through 30. Of Luke 18. And I'll have it on the overhead behind me, but... Guys, something else I'm finding out, I'm working with a lot of people that are new in their faith, and I've literally had to show, in Bible studies last week, the last two weeks, have literally had to go to people and show them how to read the Bible. And I'm not saying that to condemn them, but I noticed they would, wouldn't, wouldn't turn into the passage, they might find Matthew, but they were lost, and so I'd go over and say, yeah, this is Matthew, or today's case, this is Luke. You found the book of Luke, so that's chapter 1, and then verses. We're in 18. Go to chapter 18, and then every time they're like, oh, that's how you do that. Not kidding. I bet I've done that three to five times this month It's help people read their, learn how to read the Bible, and I think part of it is they use the phones maybe, but, but either way, I don't want to chase that rabbit. But Luke 18, and a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these I have kept from my youth. Verse 22, When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad for he was extremely rich. Jesus saying that he had become sad, seeing that he had become sad, said how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard it said, then who can be saved? He said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And Peter said, see, we have left our homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times more in the same in the same time in this time and in the age to come eternal life. And the reason I read that today is that I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about uh, most of America identifies with Christ. Uh, most of America will say, "Yeah, I know God. I I know church. I've been there all my life. Uh, I don't commit adultery, you know. I don't murder. Uh, I don't steal. I don't lie and I don't bear false witness. You know, most of the time I, I'm pretty good. I, I, I try not to covet, uh, you know, people and what they have. And, and yeah, I've, I've done these things. And, and I think that's where the rich young ruler was, is that, that he had identified with who God was morally and he knew what God expected through the Ten Commandments. But Jesus said, you know, he said, I kept all these to Jesus. And Jesus said, one more thing you lack is sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you'll have treasures in heaven and come follow me. Well, this is the part that Jesus is moving him from identifying to who he is and, and thinking you know who he is to really knowing who he is. He said, follow me. It's something that's always intrigued me that the, the, the four commandments that the rich man left out, that the rich man didn't see or was, was following, was one first commandment is to love God more than anything else, and, and and Jesus is saying to follow me is to love God more than anything else, and, and that's what a following Him is. That's what a relationship is is that that we love Him more than anything else. And the second we, we commandment that that He never the rich man didn't address or say He was doing was the idle one. But basically, nothing is more important than God. God is the most important thing in our life, and He's he, he, we love him more than anything else. That's what follow him means. And again, Jesus is moving him from that identity. Well, I think I know who you are, and you expect this out of me. When Jesus is moving him over to, I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I, I want you to love me. I want you to, to love me, and I want nothing to be more important. And then we move into the third commandment that, again, the rich man never addressed. And, and I think Jesus was alluding to is always respect God's name with love. You know, not cursing the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. And as I was thinking about that this week, so many of us like to say that, you know, that Holy Spirit thing, it scares me. It's for them crazy people. You know, I don't believe in that. I thought, man, is that what the Lord's saying then? you know, is 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 using him in vain. But either way, just think on that today. But we always think it's just not cussing or swearing, and that's part of it. Uh, I don't curse my wife to you when I get upset. Uh, I hope you don't yours. But then the fourth one is honoring the Sabbath. And again, that day of R&R with the Lord, rest and restoration, that That God wants us to come into relationship like we're doing today and praise and worship Him and celebrate and remember what He's done for us. And that's again, that's something I realize more since I've been journaling how much God is moving across our lives. So today is are we identifying with Christ? Or do we really know Christ? And that's what we're celebrating because you can see the house is full. And and God is using you to minister to people. Uh, The Lord showed me we're not going to have enough chairs to hold everybody that's coming in. Carthage is starting to see it. And God's starting to move because people are hungry for a relationship with God. They're tired of the identity. And what they think God is, they want to know who God is. And they want to know people that love God more than anything else. That God is more important than anything else. That that they respect God, and that they honor God in R&R on the Sabbath. And guys, that's the key to it all. Tuesday at uh, prayer time, and we pray here every Tuesday morning at seventy. about wants to come. And, and Jim shared a word from the Lord in the Scripture, and, and I asked him to preach on the Word of the Lord in a few weeks. But, but Isaiah 6, 6 through 8 the Scripture, he read, and, and this was a type of salvation for Isaiah, and this is what God, uh, the attitude God wants from those that follow Him. But Isaiah six six through eight, the one of the, the then one of the sapharims suffer, suffer, flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth and said, "Behold, this has touched your lips." your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. So that's the type of salvation. God came in and cleansed him and made him righteous. And then it went on to say in verse 8, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and say this to the people. And he went in to tell them about God. And that's the attitude that, that we go from identifying to Christ to really having a relationship with Christ. And when we understand and fully max out on, on who he is and how much he loves us, we're crying out, Lord, I, I, send me, here I am. Here I am, Lord, take me and use me in every opportunity in life. Right. And so, guys, that's what I challenge you with today. But but I'm going to ask a Lainey Messer to come up, and Lainey has made that decision, and and I think Grandpa Wayne's going to come up with her too. But she has made a decision for the Lord. Again, Lainey's made a decision for the Lord. Here I am, send me. And she's made that decision in that step of faith. But the Bible talks about that you need to come before the body and, and tell them what's happened. And so today we're going to go over some vows again of things that she's already agreed to with the Lord but comes before you as her church family. But do you believe Christ died and rose for the forgiveness of sins? Do you reject Satan and all of his wickedness and, and repent of your sins? Do you confess Jesus Christ your savior, savior and promise to serve him as your Lord? And will you promise to share Jesus, your faith in him, with others? Amen. And do you believe that you too will rise to be with him for all eternity? And do you desire to be baptized today? You know, as I'm thinking about all these things and just what we read in in the scripture today, these vows are are what the Lord was saying that takes us from being just identifying with Christ to knowing him and to being in that relationship. And Lainey is saying today, here I am, send me. And Joel, if you want to get uh, Wayne the handheld mic, I'm going to have Wayne, this is Reverend Wayne Coble, that's her grandpa, and and he asked if he could uh, baptize her today. And so we invited him out to do that. But but I want to read this scripture again that Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And so we know the Lord's already done a work in you. He's forgiven you of your sins. The scripture says he's thrown your sins as far as the east is from the west and And that hey you 're righteous in god 's eyes, and if you 're like me, I mess up a lot, and I get in trouble but Rome, or John first uh, John one says that if we confess our sins god 's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and deliver us from all unrighteousness so god 's got us, amen as a church today, will you continue to let your light shine, shine upon laney today by by giving her your total support, and do you promise? Uh, to do all you possibly can to help her grow closer to the Lord and Jesus Christ, to nurture her. Would you do that today? Would you stand your feet if you would do that today? If anybody else wants to come up and as support today, come around and let's pray for Lainey today. Let's, let's take a step back so we can get more people up here. There you go. And then once everybody gets up here that wants to be up here, and and I know all of us want to be up here, and I guess we could, but... But come on around her and show your support for her today. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it great to see a family that cares about you? You got your brothers beside you, your dad, your mom, your immediate family. But look at the church family that come around you. And most importantly, Christ came around you today, and he's with you. But Wayne, you want to pray?
1: Father God, we come today just rejoicing in this in this occasion, Lord, not just for Laney, but for all those here who believe in you. Lord, we just claim today that that your Holy Spirit will not only rock Laney's world, but that it will it will move across this church or across this community like never before, Lord, that you would just move and be a part of all of this that's going on today. Lord, we just ask a special blessing on Laney and her family as as they're going through this this time of transition, Lord, this is a new new birth special for you that that wants to be held on to like never before. Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory for this in Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord
0: praise today. If you guys want to just follow, where'd he go? Gary, if you can take them to the thir- third floor, and, and Wayne, and make sure and take that handheld mic with you, and you guys may be seated. They're going to take lady up there, and we're going to baptize her in a second, but we want to give them a chance to get around, and so um want to take up the morning tithes and offerings, and... Uh, but while they're coming forward today, those that are taking up the morning ties and offering, the um, uh, today at 3:15 to 4:45 uh, or 3:15 3, to 3:45, we're going to have our last uh, charge conference uh, affiliated with the UMC. And so, anyway, this is just our yearly uh, or charge conference to go over what we're doing for next year. And that'll be voted on and approved and approved today. And again, that'll take about 30 minutes today. Uh, also, wanted to make an announcement. We're taking up the morning tithes and offerings, or the tithe right now. But at the end of the service, we're going to take out uh, uh, an offering that will go towards the buyout. And I'm calling it the Buyout Joy Offering. And guys, uh, we've been working at this for quite a while, and we disaffiliated with the United Methodist Church, and that'll be official on june the 12th but uh we've got a a buyout cost that we need to pay and so we're going to be working for that and working towards that and god's already moving in that and we're believing that that'll be taken care of but again this here tithe here is for just the, the general budget that we're taking up now and uh wanted to bring attention to that but father we do come to you in jesus name and lord we thank you for the way you bless us Father, the way you provide for us, and and Lord, the way that you take care of us in all ways. And Father, today, as we give back to you a little bit of what you've given us, Father, uh, we just ask that you bless it, you multiply it, and Father, we know that it'll be used to build your kingdom. And Father, we ask that that you give us the wisdom and direction and, and show us exactly how, Lord, to spend these monies. But Father, again, we thank you so much that we can give today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: This is my granddaughter, Lainey Joy Messer. Lainey, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> You're Turn around and wave, out.
0: Isn't it awesome to be able to baptize somebody that's made a decision for the Lord? I prayed to, for many here today that, that you may be here and not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And again, I, I'm praying that you will make that decision. Because again, that's the best decision uh, that you'll ever make. not you know it changed my life. And You say, well, I'm not good enough to be saved. Well, neither was I. None of us deserve it, but he gave it to us all. And It's a free gift. And if your life's not where you want it to be, I'd tell you and challenge you to give Jesus that chance, that opportunity, because you'll never look back. In the next 18 months, Doctrine uh, will be asked, I believe, by the Lord to, to make some great steps of faith. And, and I think it, anytime you're in a relationship with Jesus, if, if uh, again, you're open to saying, uh, here I am, send me, that God is going to give you opportunities like you've never had before. And, and that's where I think God has put Oakton that, that we're going to have opportunities like we've never had before. Do you believe that today?
1: Yes.
0: And I mean in a positive way. Uh, uh, the doors and the ways that God's moving across this body now and the doors that are open is just unbelievable. And in that vision that God has called us to be a lighthouse into the world, <clears throat> it's happening. And it's, I don't want to say that it hasn't happened before because it has. But I believe that that, that it's it's coming even more here. But with that, uh, the enemy, Satan, will throw everything at us to prevent us from being successful, and he 'll give us the opportunity to be anxious. Uh, you know when we find out our our disaffiliation buyout is one forty one thousand or wherever it 's at right now, and we 've paid some on it already, fifty some thousand on it already. When you look at that, when you start looking at the natural world. Uh, it 's easy to get anxious, and you know when you think well where 's that covering or what are we going to do next and and how are we going to do this how are we going to do that it 's easy to get anxious, and the enemy will work that, and that anxiety can turn into fear and cause us to make maybe decisions that we wouldn 't normally make and so uh, I believe the Lord is really challenging us. Uh, with four things that I'm going to share with you today. And this is for anybody that's a believer, because if you're moving out for God, the enemy's coming against you. And I believe all four of these things uh, are important today. But, but in a nutshell is that we've got to stay unified with Christ at all costs and unified with each other at all cost, And we've got to realize that, that with Christ, uh, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear of anxiety or or I can't do this. I can remember Joel driving home from Freeman when the Lord would be promoting me in Freeman and I didn't have the education and, and, and I'd be praying all the way home, Lord, I can't do this. I was anxious. I don't know how to do this, Lord. And, and, and you give me an opportunity. Lord, I need you. And the Lord never did let me down. But, but I didn't give in to that Fear. I may have been anxious for a while, but as I prayed and sought the Lord, that that would go away, and the Lord would show me another good friend of mine right there, Brother Andrew Little. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord praise for Andrew. Amen. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry you're late. Hey, I've been late before, too, and a lot of people will tell you you had not missed nothing yet. That pastor's was kind of slow, you know, but... It's New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew was one of uh, the first youth, probably my first youth president, I probably, maybe your sister before you, but, but anyhow, we go way back, but he's back visiting, great to have you, but again, that, that anxiety, it can, it can move into fear, and God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, get that, Power. Love and a sound mind, so as, as these opportunities would come at me when I would feel those anxieties, to be honest with you, the way I kind of feel the anxieties right now is we 're in a new area, a new field, and a new direction when those anxieties come to come in, we just can 't let them turn into fear because god hadn 't given us the spirit of fear but of power, and use god 's power and god 's love and what so that you can have a sound mind and get through this. And the Lord is telling us, I'm with you guys. I've got you guys, but stay unified with me. And, and here's four ways to do that. So please turn to Philippians 4, uh, verses 1. And again, this isn't even our typical celebration Sunday because the Lord really has burnt this on my heart today. And, and you adjust according to the Lord. I found that out a long time ago. But Philippians 4, and we're going to be reading uh, verses 1 through 9. But Paul was helping the Philippian church um, through a big transition, if you will. And he's going to encourage them four different ways in here. And and I'll probably butcher these people's names. but, But again, get the essence of it. I may use some of our names here just to make it kind of more personable. But Philippians 4.1, therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy in my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Verse 2, I entreat, and entreat means beg, plead, but I entreat, uh, Judea, uh we'll say today that I entreat Dorse. That's my mom. I'm going to pick on her today. And since Christina laughed, I'm going to use her to the second one. But I entreat you, Doris, and I entreat you, Christina, to agree in the Lord. And what had happened is, is you're going to find out later, and I'll get into it more, but these two godly women, these two pillars of the church in Philippi, they had gotten into a deep argument and they were fighting and it was causing the joy to be robbed from the church. There was discord. And so Paul was pleading and begging, I entreat you, Doris, and I entreat you, Christina, to agree in the Lord. Verse 3, yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Get that. These women traveled with Paul. These women ministered with Paul. He said their names was in the book of life. Again, they were pillars of the church but they had gotten into an argument and Paul calls upon them and pleads with them to get it reconciled, but he also pleads with the church, the companions of those around. Hey, man, we've done great things together. Don't let this get between us. Then he says, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness and that can be interpreted as gentleness, be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. and begin to rejoice and plant yourself in the Lord. But how many of you maybe are going through a time in your life that's not even related to church or just, you know, you're having a rough time and you're not happy and you seem angry all the time? Uh, You can also listen to these four things. But the first one he says there is recognize that the Lord is at hand. And Oakton, this is something that I think the church world and a lot of Christians seem to lose sight of is Paul was saying the Lord is at hand, meaning Jesus is coming soon. We need to be zeroed in on who we are in Jesus Christ over all other things. He's the number one. There's no other idols before him. Uh, We're we're not not disrespecting him, but we're respecting him. And we're moving into the Sabbath with him and to know him. The Jesus is coming soon. That's why I think the Apostle Paul and the disciples were so successful and so powerful in the anointing of God is because they knew that this life was short and to be absent from this body was to be with Christ. So they didn't care what happened to them here. We're preaching the gospel. And and that's where we got to get to. Uh, That's where we need to be in America. We hang on to too many things and think that this world is better than the world to come. And if you believe in that, you're crazy. I'm sorry. Because Jesus' world is the best world. And so the, the Lord is at hand. He was telling them again that rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is here. Be reasonable and realize Jesus is coming soon. Paul refers to this all through the book of Philippians. We see it in Philippians 1 6. And I'm sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. That day of Jesus Christ is when Christ returns. That's when you're going to be complete and and you're with him for all eternity. Jesus is coming soon. Do you believe that today? In Philippians 1, 9, And it is my prayer that you lo- your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless, what? For the day of the Lord. Jesus is coming back. Uh, I used to pray all the time. The Lord convicted me of it. But every prayer I used to end was, Lord, prepare me for your return. And I don't know why I got away from praying that, because we need to be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready for Jesus to come right now? Well, you may be ready, but is your wife or your, or your son or your daughter or your mom or your dad, is your people around you that you love so much, are they ready? If not, I'd be focusing in on them. For the day of the Lord is here. Then Philippians 2.16 says, Holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain in labor in vain. At the day of Christ, are you going to be saying, oh, it's good. I did everything I could do. I said every word I could say. I prayed every prayer I could pray. Jesus, we're good. Well, if you're like me, there's some things you need to be working on. There's some things that I need to get out of the way. But again, I believe the disciples here got a hold of that. I knew They knew that Jesus was coming soon and they rejoiced in that. And guys, we need to start rejoicing in that and not drowning in our sorrows. I don't care how bad this world gets. Rejoice. Rejoice because victory is coming either tomorrow or the next day, but it's coming. Amen. I've been talking to Reverend Bestman. We're going to Liberia and, and and we're going to a new area in Liberia. And he told me today that road from, from Buchanan to gobbly is a bush road and he said it's tough it's a rough road and and, and and in other words it's 91 degrees over there right now and raining humidity's out the roof uh they don't have the shelter we have they don't have the air conditioning we have they don't have the luxuries the things that we want to hold on to but yet they've already rejoiced and had church today they're rejoicing in the lord because they know the victory is with jesus They had joy in the midst of their circumstances. They had Christian humility and servanthood, surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ. The disciples rejoiced because they knew who they were. They knew who they were. Do we realize who we are today as believers? The second thing in here, the Lord said to me that we must exhort unity in the body. And I thought, man, exhort, that's a, a weird word, Lord, to, to use. But again, it's strongly emphasizing unity, strongly urging unity in the body of Christ. And again, I talked to you earlier about these two fellow workers that Clement and it was called upon to, to work it out. That how these two godly women had got into it and were arguing. These, these women that had labored by the side of Paul... His fellow workers whose names were written in the book of life. And the reason I go back to that is we need to guard the unity because Satan wants to steal our, our joy. He wants to stop us from rejoicing in the Lord. And what better way to do it is divide us. What better way to make your marriage miserable than, than divide the husband and wife? What better way to break a friendship up than bring something in and discord? And that's what the enemy did here and was trying to do. And this was such a big deal that that Paul was in prison in Rome when he heard about this. And he wrote this letter to them. That's how important and and how big a deal this was to Paul. But, But also, Paul confronted them and told them how to work it out. But I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 18 because Jesus tells us how to work things out. If you got any problem with your brother or sister or anybody here today, the Bible tells you, Jesus' own words tells you how that you should handle that. But the neat thing about it is is that, as I told you earlier, discord will cause separation and cause uh, discord. Well, Jesus was saying that for these very same reasons, and we're going to show you. Matthew 18, 15. Again, Matthew 18, 15. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Lesson one, I got a problem with Joe, it's between me and Joe, nobody else. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother, that's step one. But if he does not listen, step two, take one or two other brothers along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And you're seeing that body come in. What did the Apostle Paul do? He talked to the women first. Wanted them to work it out. Then he asked Clemens and the companions that come around him. Same principle. If he refuses to listen then, then you move into step three. Tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, step four, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. And you say, that's pretty harsh. You know, if you're asking them to be removed from the church, well, why was that so important to Jesus? And it's back to the same thing. Jesus was protecting the unity. Jesus was protecting the church body. And and we see four attempts here. It just hit me. I don't know why you got me thinking about Freeman now, I guess. But, but I'll never forget the first person I fired, they cried. And they cried because they didn't know why and didn't know it was coming. So the Lord put it on my heart and I built a three-step process. The first time, it'd be a, a verbal. The second time, I'd move the verbal to a written and make it a written fi- uh, a time. And then the third time was dismissal. Well, Jesus did four things. Because he wants everybody to be part of the body. But if if they're destroying the body, then we need to deal with that. And Jesus goes in and he says, why? In verse 18. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am amongst them. How can you gather when you're in discord? Here we had Clement, or uh, these two ladies, Doris and Christina, that were pillars in the church. How could they be in agreement with prayer when they couldn't even get along? Because discord breaks the unity which breaks the power of prayer we got to protect the unity more than anything in this body because we want the power of prayer. You get that today? Am I getting blank looks? Are you thinking, oh, this pastor's crazy. He's using the Bible. But guys, uh, discord will destroy the gathering. When we can't agree, it will hinder our prayers and steal our joy and our faith. Do you guys know husbands? I, I didn't, I just... The Lord put this on my heart right now, and I didn't look it up. But in the Bible, it says, husbands, your prayers can be hindered for the way you're treating your wives. Do you know that? You can have so much discord in the way you're treating your wives that your prayers can be hindered. Look me up and check me out on that. It's easy. Just Google prayers hindered. As I said earlier, God has called us to do great things. And God is calling us to do greater things. And even in individual lives, when Christ comes in you, greater things happen in your life. And, and we must be in total unity with Christ. We must be in total uh, uh, unity with each other. And so today, guys, go mend any offenses or of any discord in our body. Anyone that you're offended with right now, go work it out to them one-on-one. And and let's keep the unity of the body in Jesus Christ. And then point three is encouragement. Paul said in in Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers, whatever's true. In other words, I'm taking you into a new world. You need to remember all those things, those times that I've touched your life. Remember the good things and the true things, which is the word of God, and stand on them. That's what will encourage you. Encouragement comes from the, the past, the present, and the future with Christ. Christ forgive our past sins, our immediate sins, and our future sins. Take it to the bank. That's encouraging to me today. Well, that works across the board. But Philippians 4 8, finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable what is just, what is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So if you want peace in your life, you said your life's in turmoil, and you want peace, then press into the good things. Press into the great memories and the, the the miracles that's taken place in your life and practice them. So I got the thinking is is what's events of praise in the open body. And, and guys, uh, I didn't have a chance to. I talked to Landon and I know he wouldn't care, but 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 I didn't get approval for this, so I may get in trouble. But but we all know, and this is no secret, that Landon and Taylor Mayberry were having trouble uh, having a kid, and they've been praying about that with her for her to get pregnant. And I can remember a year ago and longer where this was a big deal to them. They wanted kids and it wasn't working for them. And anyway, they began to pray and we began to pray as a church. And, guys, slide number 11 this happened Thursday. Samuel Thomas Mayberry. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is faithful. And so, when we read that scripture here, think on these things. Think on what I've done in your life. Think about where I'm, uh, I've taken you already. When times look tough, think on these things. Think on these things again. That's why I think it's so important important to journal. We forget all that God's doing. But today, Laney was baptized by our grandpa, Reverend Coble. Think on those things. Man, I know some churches that hadn't had a baptism in years. And we have them quarterly, if not every other month. Because God is doing a work. Think on these things. God is with us. God is touching people. And so as we're moving into this season that we're moving into... We're moving into the unknown and and the the money that's got to be raised, the the bylaws that got to be done, the incorporation that's already been done, the new EIN number that's already been done. As we're moving into this, as we're moving out as a church, looking to where we're going to be in land, we need to remember how God has touched us in the past. I can remember when we purchased the first building, slide 12, at Satellite Church. I can remember that day so much because it was one of the biggest charge conferences we ever had. We had ninety people come out, ninety-five people come out, and they voted to to move to Carthage and plant an open church down there. And I can remember that that we were nervous that day. Uh, this building and three acres cost us three thousand nine hundred dollars. That was it, but we were still kind of anxious. We were not sure, you know, yeah, it's cheap, but can we afford the propane? Can we afford the utilities? Can, can we afford this? And I remember those discussions, and it was never went negative, but you felt those anxieties a little bit, but they never turned to fear. And then I remember uh, slide 13. Where Carthage was blessed, and, and a few years later, in 2014, we had another opportunity to purchase this building here, and something that I've never forgot about. And those that are on the team I remember Connie, and some of you were on the trustees. But the original asking price of this facility, was 390000 Did you guys get that? We paid $3,900 for this first step of faith, and the second step of faith that God called us to do was $390,000, 100% more. And the reason I, th- I show you that today is the Lord has taken us and has grown our faith and our trust in him. And and, and you, you go back and you look at these little signs. I don't believe in coincidence, but I do believe in miracles. But after prayer and stuff, they had a parsonage included with that, and we decided that, hey, we're not going to focus on that uh, parsonage and that extra lamb. We just want the church. And and so we had them divide it, and the price dropped to 290000 And after spirit-filled negotiations with the seller, uh, we agreed at 245,000, but I'll never forget when we we're sitting in there and, and around the table in the church and Jerry from the Assemblies of God that was selling it asked, uh, can Oakton handle 290,000? And Gary, you probably remember, and I just looked at him and said, I think Oakton can handle it, but to be in complete unity, we need to be at another number. And he goes, what is that number? And I said, 245. And and I think we'd be in agreement on that as a body. And But I go, we could step out into the other. And he said, well, step out for a minute. We weren't gone five minutes. And they came back and called on us and said, we'll do it. And and they did that. Well, the other thing they did is that's on a well down there. They endured the cost of the well for the parsonage and the cost to separate it. But to make a long story short, the reason I bring up the 290 number is that we had a loan payment due here at home too, for this building, and those costs were around two hundred and ninety thousand. What do we owe to pay the building off and to pay buy out the disaffiliation now is two hundred and ninety two thousand pretty close isn't it well back then we we went ahead and we began to make our push for two hundred and actually our goal was three hundred thousand. And, and and we were pushing for that two hundred and ninety, and we kept pushing. And and anyway, we raised two hundred and thirty six thousand eight hundred and four dollars and seventy one cents in less than a month. Think about that. The U N C conference gave forty thousand, and the district gave it another five thousand, which it made two hundred eighty one thousand eight hundred and four dollars. And within a few more weeks, we had the total monies to pay all obligations. Think on these things. Think on these things. Think on how God has taken our faith from $3,900 to $390,000. Think how God has taken our faith in, in Liberia from, from helping somebody to, to build in a school and help build a school. Uh, to go over there now and to gobble to a new location and plant a church. Just think how God has stretched our faith in the ministry. You know, think about how God has moved across our body. And again, it's, it's not about buildings. It's not about uh, 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 this type of thing. It's about the people. It's about the people. But do you realize that 390 grand to the 3,900 was a 1,182% increase of faith? Think about that. Remember, the heat exchangers went out, and through the inspection, they found that the the heat exchangers were out. They paid for them as well, another seventeen thousand dollars. But again, the most important thing is from January two thousand ten to two thousand fourteen in that old church, we had thirty seven thousand salvations in eleven. We had in twelve twenty salvations. In 13, we had 55 rededications of salvations, which pushed us into that new building. And again, I can share testimonies the same way about what happened here. God brought Oakton from 70 to, to at one point, we broke 500. Right now on our lead app, uh, that people that call Oakton home on our lead app, it's 1,282 people. It really puzzles me that 1,282 say they're connected to us, but we average 350 a month or a week. That surprises me but again god has challenged us and he's challenged us to pay he gave us a warning of what was coming in 2020 and, and again our, our 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 vision statement then and our new year's resolution then was what pay the building off that was number three number two look for a new affiliation and number one is don't forget the mission Don't forget who we are. It's all about souls. So God told us this in 2020. And as I remind you a few weeks ago, that if at that date, it was pretty scary because it was bumping a million dollars between both of them. But in two years time, between negotiations, you guys paying in money, you guys giving, and you guys fighting and pressing forward, we're at 292,447 on both of them combined. That 300,000 mark again. And I say, let's get her done. God has been faithful to us. God will continue to be faithful with us. God's got this. But we got to trust him. And we got to stay in total unity. And the last thing, we do that through prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplications, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And we've been saying to you guys, pray, 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 pray. This is the most important thing. Jim preached last week, pray and listen. Pray, listen, and receive. Then point three, pray, listen, receive, and do. And then I add journal. But I'm going to close with this today because, again, I don't believe in coincidence. But as I was changing the sermon and struggling with it today today, and, and again, all this changed, or most of it changed yesterday. I get off and, and I go and read what Gary got from the Lord. Gary prays in the morning, then he writes it down. And he sent this to many people. And I get done working on the sermon, closed everything up, and I looked at emails. And I saw this, and it just blows my mind. But I have it behind me. This is what Gary believes the Lord told him. Again, you wait out. If you don't agree with it, then kick it out. But if you do agree with it, then receive it. But my people, in the, face of great del- in the face of great deliverance, in the face of great miracles, in the face of great provision, my children Israel were soon to begin complaining and doubting. Their joy of being delivered, their joy of a great miracle, their joy of my provision soon dissipated. So we see that. What I was preaching today, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Don't let discord get in there. Don't let bickering and complaining get in there because it defeats joy. You forget about the joy and the miracles God has done. Their joy of my provision soon dissipated. Whatever faith they had in me turned to doubt and Fear. How many deliverances, how many miracles, how many acts of provision does it take for your faith to still be intact when problems or issues, trials enter into your life? Did they think that I was going to abandon them? Do you sometimes wonder where I am in your problems? Does doubt and fear want to overtake your trust in me? I am not the same God. Am I not the same God who has blessed you? Am I not the same God who has delivered you in the past? Am I not the same God who has and wants to bring whatever miracle in your life that is needed? I am and I am and I am the I am will come to your rescue as you continue to believe in him and put your undivided trust in him, unity. As surely as you lead those who... As surely, as I lead those whose faith sustained them into the promised land, so it is that I will sustain you in all things you need, as your faith is sustained in me. I will bring victory in your life as your undiv- as you undivided. Tr- or I will bring victory in your life as your undivided trust is in me. Amen. If the praise team will come forward today. Back to Isaiah, here I am, Lord, send me. Back to salvation and that step of salvation. Is, is: Do we just identify with Christ or do we live for Christ? Remember these points today. Remember Jesus is coming soon. And again, rejoice in that and know that he's got you. But also, are you a believer today? Are you a believer today to exhort unity in the body? If you've got anybody you're offended with, go mend the fence. Don't allow discord in. Maybe your own marriage. Maybe your brother. Maybe your best friend. But mend the fences. And then think on the miracles that God has done in your life, and he'll do it again. And then pray, 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 listen, 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 receive, 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 and do, 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 do. That didn't sound good. <laughs> Just do. But know that God loves you guys today. Um, if the, What I'm going to do today is I want you to pray about God's, I know, talk to everybody in here today about something. And I want you to pray on those things today. If you need salvation, I want you to come to these altars for salvation. If you need prayer of deliverance, whatever it is, I want you to come. It may be simply you need just to come and seek the Lord for direction. Maybe refreshing and renewing. Maybe it is you need help to go talk to somebody and you need the Lord's direction on that. Maybe you just simply want to pray on what I'm talking about today to see if, God, what do I need to do? But these altars are open today but also the offering plates. Nick, you want to go ahead and just set them on the ends and then one in the middle. I'm not going to pass the plates and make you feel guilted to give to the joy of the buyout, the joy of God taking us to another step. I'm not going to beg you to give, but if you want to give, you can come and put in these plates. But I'm believing as your pastor, like Carthage was paid, like all these other things were paid as we stepped out in faith, We're going to do the same again. I just want you to pray and ask the Lord, how do I need to give today? That's between you and God. We'll have other opportunities to give, but I say, let's get her done. I'd rather not have talk about this again. Let's get her done. But wherever God is calling you to be, I want you to respond to him today. I care about, the Lord showed me there's someone in here today that's not saved and they need salvation. And I've been praying for you from the get-go and I'm not just saying them words. I'll come and, and touch your shoulder if you want me to. But I believe the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And so I won't do anything to embarrass you. But somebody needs salvation today. And the Lord's also showed me there's others that have drifted and they've kind of got into that that. I identify with Christ, but I really don't know him. That's the things I want to get fixed today. I want to fix those that got discord with the others. That's what's on my heart today. And so, Father, ask your Holy Spirit, continue to convict and move. And, Father, cause us to step out and allow you to touch our situations. Father, let us know how much you love us. And Father, if we could ever comprehend how much you love us, it would change our lives forever. Father, let us get a glimpse of that in Jesus' name. Amen.